Welcome to Rebecca Sounds Revely. What a show today I have for you because we have a guest who's an actress, screenwriter, an artist, a model. She's also worked for several radio stations and she is known for many of her roles in documentaries, shorts, feature films, voiceovers, to include the Zombie Chronicles. And she is also known for her cover art logos and other artwork for a lot of entertainment films. You may see some behind her right now. She has just got this vibrant palette of talent. She's also a musician and she stays active. This is so endearing to me. She stays active in supporting causes such as the prevention of bullying and child abuse. I am so absolutely delighted to have her with us today because you are going to just gain so much joy and excitement from the things that she does. You're going to want to get on board. With me today, I have Kim Masiri. Welcome to the show. How are you doing? I am doing fantastic. And I'm so excited to have you here because you have such a palette of talent and so many people just wish that they had just a minuscule of the things that you're able to do. Let me first start out by asking you, how did you get started? Because I know around six years old, there were some things that you were doing in the industry that were pretty, pretty amazing. Well, when I was a kid, you know, I got started because I liked watching a lot of the old shows, you know, like I Love Lucy and Bewitched and, you know, things like that. And So when I was about six years old, you know, I was watching Bewitched and, you know, the Munsters and Sid and Marty Croft and just all that fun stuff, you know, and, and I was just, just really connected with the facial expressions and just all the, you know, I love Lucy with the eyes and just all the big choices that she made that, you know, I just started acting up pretty early, you know, and just started entertaining 24 hours a day, you know, with my own family. And it just became a part of me. So um, that's pretty much how I just started acting. It's just, it just felt like it was me, you know, like I was born with it. I I just, I, I don't know what to say, really. I just enjoy it. I, you know, I, I do it with my family now. And I just like, I'm a walking you know, TV show, I guess. <laughs> well, and you were told when you went to acting school that this was right up your alley also. Yeah. Um, what happened was, is um, I was in graphic design at the time that I got back in. Well, I've gotten back into it so many times. I don't even know where to start, to be honest with you, but I guess I'll start here. I was in graphic design and um, I saw a sign, you know, in the front of you know the road it was like a couple miles down the road and it said acting classes and then the sign just kept getting closer it's like every day I went to work it, it got somebody picked up the picket sign or you know whatever the little sign there and they moved it closer and then they moved it closer and then it ended up being like right by my car you know and I was like all right this is just too weird so I'm gonna go ahead and call them and uh, check out you know these classes and the first day I went you know, I was taught by Hank Stone and he um, worked with Van Van Damme and one of his movies and The Punisher and, you know, things like that. 
And he said, you know, go out and, you know, you're really good, you know, just go start applying. I was like, look, I've only been back doing this like a week, you know? And he says, yeah, you know, go do it. You're really good. And I had booked an independent feature film and a lead role in it. So um, it was fun. You know, I got to play a, a drunk, you know, arrogant mom. And, you know, I mean, what a better role to start, you know, your career with, you know? So, but then even, you know, back to when I was a kid, you know, I had done theater and, you know, I always wanted to be an artist or a musician. So the art world, just in general, you know, being an artist, you know, working for Disney or whatever it was, that was my dream, you know, is to be in the entertainment business. And I did succeed in a lot of it, you know, even if I touched base with a little bit of it. I did get to accomplish a lot, you know, now you said, I'm, you know, in the beginning, I'm a musician. I'm not, I'm not really a musician, but I do play the bass guitar, but I'm not, I'm not like, you know, I don't record my own music. So I want to clarify that part. Um, But I do play it and I dabble a little bit in the piano and my son does as well. And, um, you know, he played the saxophone. Now he's got a guitar and, you know, I took him to his first Green Day concert at, you know, 12. And my mom took me to my first concert when I was 12 to the Rolling Stones. So, you know, we have a lot of music background, but I'm not, you know, really like a musician, but I can, I can play. <laughs> and you, you can play bass guitar too, can't you? Yeah, I play the bass, I play the bass guitar. I dabble in that just a little bit. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, you are so modest about everything because this is incredible. I mean, it's a talent to be able to do those. Yeah, things. the thing is, is that, you know, you have to, if you feel something, you know, and it's, and you want to do it, then you need to do it. You can't let that stop you, you know, and I always, I grew up a little bit poor. So, you know, I didn't have a lot of money. So a lot of things that I did in my life, I had to, And I'm not saying that my family didn't, whatever, you know, I'm just saying that we didn't have a lot of money, my mom and my grandmother. So I had to work harder. How's that? I just had to work a lot harder. And if I wanted something, you know, I wanted to be a model or I wanted, I had to figure out how to do it. You know, I didn't have handed down to me. Nothing was handed down to me. Everything I had to, you know, pretty much work for, you know. No, and you shot yeah. for that and you continued to, to just persevere. Tell me, I mean, because modeling is very, it is, well, it can be very arduous to get into that field. Okay, well, I'll tell you the story. About that. I love this. <laughs> um, I was 15 years old and I always wanted to be a model too, including psychologist as well, but we'll stick with modeling right now. I wanted to be a model and actor, model, like I said, entertainer, whatever, but I wanted to be a model. So I went to this direction and I opened up the newspaper because we had them back in the day. I don't know if they still do today. (laughs) And that's where I found most of my cool jobs was in the newspaper. But I had pulled out the ad and it said, you know, Barbara's on modeling school. We need somebody and, you know, admin to help out, whatever. So I was the director's assistant at Barbizon. I got hired for that. And I guess they thought that I was, you know, pretty, you know, at the time, but I just wasn't dressing well. I was a little tomboyish, you know, jeans, t-shirt, just I like to be comfortable and I still do today. But I had um, 
I hope I'm not talking too fast, but I went and I applied and I got the job, you know, the director's assistant and all three of them, the, the sales, the agent, everybody, they were always hovering over me and saying that I was very pretty and, you know, have I ever considered modeling? And I was like, yeah, you know, sure, you know. So they said, look, you know, after I had worked there about a year and I was, you know, doing pretty well, making them some money and everything, getting people in and stuff, you know, they came up to me and said, um, we want to give you a scholarship to the school, you know, and I was like, wow. okay, you know, that's fine. So I got to do some runway and I got to do, um, I was the NASCAR um, Winston girl um, at 15 and I worked for um, Casey Masterpiece and a bunch of just little jobs back then. And then finally, you know, I just, you know, said goodbye. And the agent told me, she says, well, keep in touch. You know, you really can make it, you know, in this industry. And I was like, nah, I just want to be a kid. You know, I just wanted to be a kid. So I left it, but it keeps coming back in my life. You know, even when I walk away from it, it always comes back. Yeah. You know, I, I might not be, you know, at this status here, but it's still a part of me. You know, it's still in my life. I do understand that. I understand that very well. And it's really interesting that you mentioned that because oftentimes we don't recognize that there are certain things that are supposed to be part of our world and they will come back to us. Yeah. In sometimes, you know, different faces or different situations, but it still comes back and we get back into something. And then we realize, oh, I really love this, or I've had so much fun or so much enjoyment from this. And yeah. that goes back to what you first said. You, I mean, just following some of the things that you're really passionate about are so important. Well, like, you know, for instance, just I'll give you a small example. Um, I, I love comic books. Okay. And I collected them, you know, when I was a kid and I was so fascinated with the advertisements that were in there, you know, the sea monkeys and all them little fun oh. advertisements, you know what I'm saying? So I was fascinated with that. And now I own my own advertising, you know what I'm saying? And then yeah. I liked, I liked listening to my mom's records, you know, the Beatles and that, those are my friends, you know, my music when I was a kid. And then I ended up working at a radio station, you mm -hmm. know? So I think that everything that I did was all connected. It was all meant to be. And the same thing with acting, I left it and it came back to me like quite a few times for no reason. It just showed up out of the blue, you know? And um, yeah, a lot of it, lots, lots of it's been connected. <laughs> well, it's really neat how that works and that you recognize it because oftentimes people don't yeah. recognize that there's something saying, Hey, this is what you should be doing. Or, you know, part yeah. of, part of fulfilling some of that creativeness within you or something like that. I mean, we often sometimes just don't recognize little signs along the way. And it's really neat when we, when we do. So let me ask you out of, okay. So from modeling, to doing being on the set and being involved with having your roles on the shows and then having your own radio show. And yeah. <laughs> which do you think 
Um, <laughs> it felt the most exciting or empowering, really. Oh, boy. Um, acting, to me, is the best because um, I'll tell you why. I like um, when people ask me, you know, why I want to be an actress, you know, I say it's not because of fame or fortune or, you know, because I like to read books and stuff like that. Everybody has their own answer. So mine is, since you're talking to me, I'm beating around the bush here a little bit, but um, I like to feel something. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I like to, I like to feel, you know, joy. I like to feel happy. I like to feel even pain. And I like to feel angry sometimes. I don't have to feel angry, you know, for six hours or five days or hold a grudge or be sad for 10 hours. But I like to feel, you know what I'm saying? I like to feel something. So when I'm given a script or an audition and I get to read it, you know, I, I'm excited to be able to connect and feel what that person is going through. So it's it's about feeling something to me. So I don't know, to, to each its own, but I like that. And also I like my graphics a lot. I do like to talk a lot. So I do like my talk shows and I'm interested in other people and learning about people because I find everybody has a story and they're interesting too. I don't know. It's kind of hard to say, but I think the top would be acting and my art will always be a part of me. And I do like to talk. So I don't know, you know, and I like my music too. So I, I don't know. I, I like a lot of stuff. It's, it's so well-rounded. There's so many people that say, oh, just focus on one thing in your life yeah. and be really good at it. And I find the more that you embrace things, it allows you to grow in other areas and even more so in the one that you originally might've been focused on. So I love what you're yeah. doing. It's what does open your mind to other things and being a one-way ticket, you know, yeah. I like to explore. I even explore things. I mean, and it can be annoying to somebody, but somebody could be working on a computer and I might be hovering over them saying, what are you doing? What are you doing? They might be like, just leave me alone, you know? So especially my boyfriend, because he's a computer engineer, and he'll, he's like, leave me alone. I said, but I'm interested sometimes in just hearing it, even once. I don't have to, you know, go to school for 10 years for it. But I just sometimes I just want to know, you know, how things work a little bit, you know, and then I'm I walk away from it, you know. I, I'm totally with you on that. And I, I love learning. So when you're adding a lot of stuff that just sort of, I don't know, um, just brings all of that together is really neat because you'll find so many things are interconnected, just like the stuff that yeah. comes back to you. So and it becomes a part of you is what yeah. happens. Yeah. It becomes a part of you. Every little thing that you see and, and learn and hear and it, it becomes a part of you if you, you know, make yourself more aware and connected to it. Oh. You know, and don't shut it out. You it becomes a part of you. Absolutely. Yeah. Absorb, absorb, absorb is what I'm thinking is yeah. the way to go on so many different things. Let me ask you, when you first started knowing that you were artistic yeah, at a very young age or were you, had you already started doing art in school? 
Um, yeah, I was in art. I did art in school. I mean, even in fifth grade, I was um, sketching a charcoal um, horse, you know, because I, I actually rode professionally. I uh, rode equestrian and Western, but that's another, you know, story. But I like to draw horses. So I was working on this charcoal one in, in school and my teacher was so wonderful, um, Mrs. Branch, and she let me sit there all day. She did, I didn't have to go do math or anything else. I just got to sit and do art all day. So, I mean, I love that. And I love my teacher for letting me do it and finish the project because most teachers wouldn't, but she saw something in me and she allowed me to do it. and. You know, throughout, I think like the next year or something, I got best uh, artist, you know, of the school, which was fun. I got a little trophy. I still have it on my shelf, but uh, but that was fun. So, you know, I've been doodling for a long time and I make my own little, you know, cartoons and it's relaxing. It's just relaxing to just doodle or make little things. It just relaxes my mind sometimes, you know, sometimes something else might playing the guitar or something might be gardening one day or uh, photography relaxes my mind a lot. So it just depends on, you know, how I feel. Cause when you have a lot of things that you're interested in, you know, you can just grab it. It's like going in the closet. It's like, well, I got this pink shirt or I got this blue shirt. I can wear these shoes today. You can pretty much just go in your own mind and pick what you want to do. Absolutely. And all like you were mentioning, all of these things kind of culminate together and it allows you to have such a different perspective. So like if you go into photography, you might originally have only looked at, I don't know, a plant a certain way. But all of these different things that you've had going on, you might see it in a different light and be able to capture that. Yeah. In a way, and I, nobody I has to macro too. So, um, and sometimes I capture it with my cell phone too. But um, I have a lot of my photography on my website, and you know, people can look at my photography there too. If some people like photography, it's up to them. I'm not, you know, whatever. But well, all right, let's talk about like, your website. Okay, <laughs> because you have a story. Yeah, I have a well. I have a lot of stories. <laughs> what you want? <laughs> I love it. One. Which one? I have my Verna okay. graphics. So you and, have Kimmery.com. Right. I do. And this is a story in itself, and it's a great one. And it's a great opportunity for people to say, hmm, okay, I need to think about this too. Yeah, my Kimmery. Yeah. yeah. So um, I've been acting for a little while, and I've been trying to, you know, grow and, and get my SAG you know, but at the time, um, okay, let me just go backwards for a second. I'm talking too fast. All right. So I went online to try to find some work, you know, being an actor, you know, because you can't always depend on your agent. You know, a lot of times you have to do stuff for yourself. You're your, you're your own business. So you can't, you know, depend on, you know, everybody to, hold your hand and do stuff for you. You have to go out and do stuff for yourself sometimes too. You are your own business. So um, I went online looking for this gig or any gig, whatever. And I ran across this one and it was filming in my area. Um, And it was a kind of cool, you know, um, 
gig. It was for a psychic. And I'm like, oh, I can do that. That's fun. So um, I reached out to her, you know, and I said, you know, hey, you know, I would like to, you know, audition for this gig. I see you're coming from Texas and coming to my town. And she says, well, I just reached out to your agent a couple of minutes ago, you know, requesting you. And I was like, really? I said, all right, well, give it time or whatever. But, you know, I didn't hear anything, you know, from my agent, you know, about it. And of course, you know, days went by and I still didn't hear from my agent about it. But the good thing is, is that she said, um, you know, come audition for me. And I was like, okay, cool. So she said, you know, she sent me the script and had me audition, asked me if I can get it back to her on a Saturday. And it was probably like a Thursday or something. It was like an immediate hurry up because she was coming to Florida. And I got the role. And the good thing is, is that it was a SAG role and it was a speaking role. And it was like four pages. And I was working alongside uh, um, a lady named Laura. And she actually uh, played. Leonardo DiCaprio's um, sister in Django, and she's been on Friends and everything. So it was a really nice opportunity, not only to have a SAG speaking role, but to work alongside, you know, of a professional, you know, yeah. in the industry. And um, I he hawed a little bit, you know, for a year or two, but you know, I ended up, you know, joining and becoming a a SAG actress, you know, from that role, from booking it um, myself. So sometimes you can't, you know, complain and say, you know, not saying everybody does. So I'm not trying to be that person, but, you know, you can't just depend on other people doing stuff for you. You have to do stuff sometimes for yourself. And, you know, be humble about it and, you know, just do it. And you don't have to advertise it all the time. You just, you know, do it for yourself. You know what I mean? You just do it. Yeah, that's important because I think oftentimes we always put... Oh, and the Kim Marie. So I had to change my name to Kim Marie. Sorry. (laughs) But I had to change it because somebody was already Kim Marie. And Kim Marie, Marie is my middle name anyway. And I thought it was short and sweet, but I had to change it because um, somebody else was Kim Marie. So I just used Kim Masiri again. I love that, though, because that really is just so classy and sets you apart. And people are going to remember exactly who you are. I love that. I right. love that. If they can <laughs> pronounce it. <laughs> <laughs> but this is great, though, because the more they hear it, the more they connect with you. And I think that em- embraces a lot of things. And it's interesting. Yeah. You were sharing, don't put all your eggs in one basket. Get out there. Don't rely just on one person to do all of these things for you. You've got to get out there and brand yourself and make yourself known. And sometimes well, so much from people, you know, like, well, my agent's not helping me. Maybe I need a new, you know, agent or I hear that so much and they blame, you know, the agent when it's not the agent's fault. I mean, they can't help it. They submit you and you might not be right for the role or you just might not fit or um you, you can't blame you have to stay connected keep you know in the loop and do things for yourself you can't blame everybody else because you just might fit not fit that's all that's all yeah. it is 
And yeah. it's nothing personal. It's just that's what's needed for that particular uh, role. And, and you grow and things change, but you know, you can't blame anybody. Just, just do it on your own sometimes. <laughs> and there's something to really learn too, especially if you are going in the entertainment field and you want to be an actor. Going to auditions is really important. And so don't always focus on landing the role, but developing your skill because you learn so much every time you go to an audition. I love auditions. I love love auditions because when, you know, I'm just going on with my life and I'm not thinking about the next role, you know, because it'll come when the right role comes, you know, and then it comes. You know, it's like, oh, goody, you know, this is fun. You know, I I just wrote something online about this. I think it was today or yesterday. It's like finding a dollar bill in the middle of nowhere. It's just, or a hundred dollar bill in the middle of nowhere or or whatever, a thousand dollars in the middle of nowhere. It's it's like a gem and I love it. And I really get excited to see what I was submitted for and, you know, what I get to play with at the time. And if I don't get it, you know, I mean, sure, I'm sad, I'm human, you know what I mean? But I'm not, you know, going to let it ruin my life forever because I I did do some research and I even hear from the professionals, you know, the A-listers that, you know, it's you, you usually book one out of like 69 auditions mm-hmm. and in the professional world, you know, SAG and, you know, things of that nature, I don't even think I've even reached 69 auditions. That's really good. So I have a, a long way to go, you know, before, you know, I um, reach my goal. Hopefully I don't, but, you know. No, it's I, really I good just, that you just haven't reached that number yet, but you have already been very involved and you've landed yeah. fantastic roles. Yeah, um, your odds are really good because it keeps coming back. It yeah. keeps coming back to you. Yeah, yeah. And, and I had a talk show and I started that um, when I was in broadcasting too. My, I wanted, the thing is, is that I was listening to the radio when I was a kid. And every time I told the DJ, will you play this song for me? And he never did. It irritated me. Yeah. <laughs> it irritated yeah. me. You know, and I would call and call. I was a kid, you know what I mean? Play my song, you know, yeah. I want to hear whatever I want to listen to at the time, you know. And they never played my song. I was so pissed, you know. Yeah. I said, you know what? When I become a DJ, I'm never going to do that to somebody. Uh-huh. And there's a story behind this too, but I, so anyway, yeah. So I, I ended up becoming a DJ. I went to broadcasting school uh, after I had started my talk show because I wanted to test the waters. That's what I do. I test the waters a little bit first before I start spending money, you know, just same Mark. thing with same thing with acting. I wanted to test the waters a little bit, see if I love it again, if I'm going to get burnt out, you know, before I start investing thousands of dollars into something same with graphics played around with it you know stayed up 48 hours doing graphics before I decided to go to college and invest money and the same thing you know with the you know with the radio I started a talk show and I had to sell my own airtime and make my own commercials off a little digital multi-track and I had no idea it was a Fostex multi-track 
I had no idea how to do radio. I, I mean, I knew how to talk, but I didn't know how to do the, the technical part. I had to read the book. I had I was doing them on a cassette deck, doing my commercials, writing them, and then bringing them to the radio station, you know. And That's a lot of work. Yeah, it was a lot. And then I had to sell, produce the show, know where my breaks. And I had no idea about radio at all. I did not go to school at this point, but I was a go-getter and I want what I want. And that's how I am. I go and get what I want. And, you know, I, I, I just do it for myself, you know. But anyway, I had gotten two shows. I had a, uh, uh, uh. It was a woman's talk show, you know, like how to raise your kids and, you know, things like that, you know, how to raise your kids on a dime and just a family. I had gotten Santa to come on and I had, you know, a big uh, department store give me like almost a thousand dollars worth of gifts. And I had Santa come on my show and I gave them all away to the homeless. And I mean, the producer loved me. He's like, well, I'll give you a free show if you stay. And I'm, and, you know, and I was like, well, um, I got to move on. So that's when I decided to go to broadcasting school and I completed that. My program director, um, set me on a, a, a job for an, inter- an intern. I said, I'm not going to intern. He goes, well, then I'm not sending you. I said, all right, I'll intern. So I went to the interview and the program director, who's still my friend today, he says, um, you know, it's an intern job. I says, I know. And he says, but you don't want to intern, do you? I says, no, I do not want to intern. Uh-huh. I'm not here to intern at all. You I'm know, here to do my thing. Yeah, I'm here to yeah. do my thing. I just went to college. I, you know, I'm almost going to graduate in two weeks. You know, I'm not here <laughs> to intern. So he says, well, call me when you finish, you know, school. I said, okay. So I went back and my professor was angry with me because I, he sent me there to intern and he almost had a heart attack that I <laughs> said I wasn't going to intern to one of his connections. But I, you know, I said, I'm not going to. And the day I graduated from school, I was getting ready to take a trip to out West to Sturgis or something. I don't remember, but it was somewhere out of town for a while. And I called the program director and he says you got a job and I went back to my teacher and went mm. <laughs> yeah hello <laughs> yeah so but that was fun yeah so I don't even know what the heck we were talking about but. no this is great I really I really think that the the message that you have for the audience to hear is really something that they can really relate to on a yeah. number of different levels and then also can take this as a, a little bit of support for maybe something that they were thinking or doing and say, Oh, I'm not sure if I should do it this way. Yeah. Listen, listen to what Kim has to say, because what she has done has made her extremely successful and you do yeah. have to be go out, go get her and go get what you want. If you want it, you are your best advocate. Yeah, absolutely. You know, like I said, you know, if you, yeah, you know, I mean, you just said it, you know, you do it. <laughs> you couldn't have said it better. You do it. You, you want something, you go and do it. And if you need help from people, you know, you ask. You know what I'm saying? You ask. You ask somebody that you can trust. And you try not to ask, you know, the people that you don't. 
you know, well, that's, that's true. The, but that's a part of the process, though, because sometimes I've asked people that I thought could be trusted and, and ended up, you know, being a, you know, whatever. But, you know, you, sometimes you don't know, but that's all part of the journey. And then you yes. start, tight, you start tightening your ship, you know, as you plug along, you know, yes. you just start to tighten up, you know, and know who you can trust and who you can reach out to. And anybody can reach out to me if they wanted you, you know, and ask me questions. I don't know everything, but I mean, I, I would, I would help, you know, I, much as I could, but people have to still learn on their own. I'm not going to, you know give it all away because they still have to learn, you know, that's part of the process, but you know, you have to learn the good and the whatever, you know, unfortunately you do, but I'm here. I would help, you know, reach out. (laughs) I want the audience to embrace that because there's so much that we can really learn and equip ourselves with by reaching out to other people who can really make a good uh, comment or suggestion or give us some direction. And the biggest, I think, challenge for us to do that is fear. Like, oh gosh, that person, we kind of put people in a different level than we are. We shouldn't do that. We should say, this is somebody that I think is going to really understand what I'm going through and can direct me because I want to get to where they're at. Not that we need to um, put them on a certain level we just need yeah. to say this person has been able to do it and I want to emulate what they've done. When we do that, we're shortening the cycle of people trying to do too many trial and errors when they're just trying to get ahead. And I think this is great. So for those of you listening and watching the show, definitely reach out to Pam. You want to connect with her on so many levels to see what she's got going in all the different all the different ways. And Kimmarie.com is one of the areas that you can get started. Let me ask you too, Kim, where else do you want audience to connect with you oh boy um, i have um my character actress page on facebook and they can follow me there if they would like to um i have some youtube and um kim marie burner graphics um dot com you know it just depends on what they're interested in if they're interested in seeing some of my acting And that would be, you know, or my radio stuff that would, you know, or whatever, you know, um, that would be Kimmarie.com. If they are interested in seeing some of my photography and artwork and stuff, and I keep loading stuff up every day, that would be BurnerGraphics.com. If they're interested in just connecting and saying hi, then that would be, you know, Kim Marie, you know, the character actress page on Facebook you know, would be, would be fine as well. I'm not there all the time, but um, I am there, you know, for people that are like-minded like myself. And I don't want to see people have to struggle if they don't have to, you know, and I will try my best, you know, to answer any questions anybody has. Um, Again, you know, I'm just like them. I'm trying to make it. I'm nobody special besides you know me you know and you are special and so are they yeah everybody's different you know you can't be anybody else don't try to be like anybody else or anything just be yourself and you know that's good enough I love this thank you so much 
for being with us today and sharing all of the things that you have, because I think that this is so spot on and I would love to have you back on the show. I want to talk about some of the things that you volunteered with, especially when it comes to the bullying situation. I think that in itself would be really significant for so many people because it's become a bigger issue. But thank you for all of your such fantastic insight and your encouragement. I think that the audience is really going to embrace this and I'm encouraging them to do so. Good. I'm glad to be here. This was fun. And I want to thank all of you for tuning in to another episode of Rebecca Sounds Reveille. What a delightful show this has been. I've got to tell you, I am just so, I feel so joyful because all of the things that Kim is doing is embracing things that we share about a number, a number of episodes that really want to make hit home. But someone now is reaching out to you saying, hey, if you want some insight, please feel free to connect with me. And that's what you should do. And make sure that you share this episode with everybody that you know on social media, all of your friends and family, and everybody you don't. Thanks for tuning in. Oh!